Not content with your content? You've come to the right place. The Discontent Show with Joe Kuzma. Every brand starts with a story. Here's how you can grow your business by sharing it. Now with today's topic, the host of The Discontent Show, Joe Kuzma. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Discontent Show. My name is Joe Kuzma, and I am here once again with some content marketing tips and tricks that hopefully help you out. Today might be an abbreviated episode. Depends on just how long-winded I get here. The topic is perception is reality. And the reason I say this is uh, a lot of times I'm quoted here on the show as saying, be good, not great. Don't overthink things. A lot of people, uh, if you're an entrepreneur, much like myself or have that type of mindset, you're going to tend to overthink things. You're going to drive yourself crazy. You're going to give yourself a lot of unneeded stress and anxiety, particularly when, when you get into this type of content marketing stuff. And when I talk about the five pillars and more or less, you know, a few of those pillars, more foundation for some than others, we're talking about blogging. We're talking about podcasting, social media, uh, emails, uh, or email marketing, which is like a whole other, you know, bottle of wax there. And of course, um, ebooks or white papers or any type of pamphlets, flyers, and things of that type of material that you can hand out digitally. So when you're dealing with any of these five things, usually you're going to be doing this maybe not as your full-time gig. This is going to be in addition to whatever your full-time gig is, and you're trying to help promote that through these different channels. And, you know, you tend to maybe wear yourself out, burn yourself out. Hey, I've been there. I'm, I'm there right here on this episode, to be honest. I'm trying to figure out what a topic is. And a long time ago, one of these ways and one of these suggestions I gave out here on, well, I can't even tell you how long ago on this show, but I talked about, you know, when you get some ideas, write them down, make note of them. And I had this one and it's called Perception is Reality. And that's all I wrote there. And it got me thinking, you know, what exactly does that mean? And it's something that a mentor of mine in a completely different field and industry told me many, 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 many years ago. And uh, what it is, is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, someone's perception of you can become their reality. Whether it's your reality or not is kind of irrelevant if you're trying to sell a good or a service or anything like that. So, what exactly does it mean in a digital world when it comes to perception is reality? Well, let's talk right now about I'm doing a podcast. And one thing you're never going to hear come out of my mouth that I hear out of a lot of other podcasts that are out there is, you know, you get people that talk about where they're recording. I don't know, like maybe maybe they don't have an office. Maybe they're in, you know, their mother or girlfriend's basement or something. You know what I mean? And uh, But why would you tell someone that? Because immediately, if you go from saying, hey, you're in the whatever um, Cascade Studios or something, I just made that up. It sounds a lot better than, hey, I'm broadcasting, you know, from 1234 Main Street here in, you know, Poughkeepsie or something like that. And, you know, and immediately it, it sets a perception for those people that are listening to you. 
and the same thing happens when you write or do anything on social media. So it's like you don't want to make yourself seem smaller or more like irrelevant than maybe what you are because you're trying to position yourself maybe as an expert in a certain field. Maybe you're trying to position a product as being, you know, superior or, or good, or maybe it's like something that you have to sell people on needing because it's so unique and, uh, you know, you're, you're breaking ground on something brand new. Uh, those type of things, same thing with like services that you might do too. So it's not necessarily just product oriented here, but you don't ever want to tell somebody it would be like doing like, let's say everybody knows, you know, the guy who sold everything on TV, the infomercials, Billy Mays, uh, much like Ron Popeil. He's another one. They would never go and take this product uh, on TV and show it, you know, in, in a paid ad, no less. I mean, they would edit it out, obviously, if something didn't work, but they would never show the part where it didn't work. And it was always like, you know, this real professional looking set. Uh, if they were selling something, you know, a lot of times it's a cooking gadget. There's a full kitchen there. They may have somewhat of a celebrity guest or co-host or some somebody that's there to help anchor it. Maybe they're a better speaker. Maybe they're more eye appealing. And, you know, it's just one of those things where you wouldn't see, I guess, like, you know, Billy Mays or Ron Popeil. They might look like the common person when they're dressed on their shows and they appear on video, but they're not going to look unkempt. They're going to have the, they would have their hair cut or uh, face, you know, shaved. They would be groomed. Uh, the ladies would be wearing something appropriate as well. Uh, the men wouldn't have their shirts just untucked or, you know, any type of thing, wrinkled shirts. You know, it's things like that that start to really destroy perception because right out the gate, you're like, who's this guy? goof and what is this thing this guy can't possibly know what he's talking about what is he trying to sell me snake oil over here so that's one of those things where and i know a lot of people aren't appearing on video but by all means if you do if you get a media uh, uh, request you get uh, you get to make an appearance somewhere like local television or something uh, you know look the part at least you know what i mean uh, a lot of times people aren't going to be able to visually see you and draw an opinion about you so there's some things that you need to take into consideration and uh, i've talked about this before as far as uh, maybe even like the new year's resolution deal about going back to your websites making sure information was up to date making sure things you click on actually work make sure your website looks like it's not designed by a four-year-old uh, that's a big one too you know i see a lot of websites and there, and there are certain industries that really cater to this more than others where it's like they just throw things together. I understand hiring someone like myself might cost you more money in the, you know, the short term than, you know, getting like a free website from one of these free website builder things. And it's like when I see the free website builder stuff that's out there, it's just some of the most miserable, horrible looking things. Not to mention, I think some people just they may not be very strong with putting color combinations together and, and things like that. If that if that's you, and I'm not saying you necessarily need to spend top dollar and get graphic designers and things of that nature, but by all means. Google this stuff. There's YouTube. There's there's this you know, like entire internet out there that can answer your questions. When I don't know something about repairing a car or working on something like, you know, my furnace breaks the other day, it's not working. And of course, I couldn't fix it because I'm not an expert in that field, but I was at least able to troubleshoot and get an idea to know, hey, it wasn't something that, you know, maybe I did wrong or something I need to fix. But sometimes just something as easy as, you know, changing oil in my car or adding wind, window washer 
fluid. You know what I mean? These are things you can do yourself. So you're going to find yourself in an impasse of where your strengths are. And of course, that has to deal with, you know, how much time or money you're willing to invest in getting some help or not getting some help in doing these things. But by all means, you know, when you're looking at, you know, fonts and colors and logos and things of that nature, just do a search and oftentimes you'll surprise yourself in the type of results you're going to get back that'll also save you some time if you do hire an expert with these things. But if you have a website that looks absolutely awful, it's almost better to maybe not even have some of that stuff or at least clean it up as best you can if it looks like very disheveled and disorganized because it's going to look like the guy that has his shirt untucked and looks like a slob on TV. That's what people see when they see your website. It's a representation of you. So you got to make sure that stuff looks Looks professional. By the same token, social media follows right hand in hand with it. And I know it could seem so silly, but I'm talking about be good, not great. You got to be at least good. You can't be poor. You can't be like, you know, uh, below average with some stuff that you do. If you have an Instagram account, you got to post some photos that at least look halfway decent. And you know, one of the guilty things that pops right into my brain right away is a lot of people like to show like the building of their business. And sometimes the building just doesn't look like very, you know, appealing uh, compared to the perception you could get if you just don't show it. Or you get a picture of the building, you got a nice building, but then there's like that car that looks like it should have been towed away three months ago sitting in the parking lot in the same shot. Uh, it's another thing too to have a picture of your building and you're looking at gray, dreary skies on a, it's threatening to rain or it is raining because you know what, you had to run out and get this right away. Don't be in a rush necessarily either to do some of this stuff. If you're going to do it, at least do it right. So if there's somewhat of a sunny day, and that doesn't mean the sun is like, you know, poking through the lens of your camera, more than likely it's going to be on your smartphone. Make sure it's a nice, clear shot. And it's a nice clear day. And make sure your building doesn't have like bird poop on it or anything like that. Weeds, you know, things of that nature. So if any of these describe you, I'm not saying that you necessarily need to run out and, and clean up your property, but maybe you need to clean up some photos. But you can see where I'm getting at. That's just like one instance of if you go and you put a photo of your product or your business and it's on Instagram, it's on Facebook or Twitter or wherever else. And, and worse, it might be like your cover background. God forbid, I hope it's not your profile pic because the profile pic should always be your logo and hopefully you have a logo that's recognizable, that's clear, clean, easy to read and doesn't look like clip art. If it looks like clip art, guess what? That perception is reality. Oh, you know what? I remember using Microsoft Word 97 and a little paperclip guy came up in the corner and was giving me suggestions and I threw this thing in here and we've had that logo ever since. Well, maybe a thousand other people may have the same thing or others. I mean, especially if you're in a field like mine, can you imagine if I did that and then I'm trying to sell you you know, that I'm this, you know, web or social media guru. I can do all these amazing things for you. Or a graphic designer was selling you on this and they have like word word art as their own logo. It's kinda it's kinda scary to be completely honest. So you want to spend some time with that or maybe clean those things up. Uh, you know, if, if there's a photo that best represents your product or something like that, you go ahead and use that too. But, you know, when you're showing something like a building is your profile picture, and I'm not talking about the cover banner that sits like in the background or anything like that. Uh, people can't tell who or what the heck you are when you post something and they're flipping through their timeline. They're just going to keep scrolling right past you. And that's what we're trying to prevent. We're trying to get you noticed out there and getting noticed is 
just half the battle. As soon as they notice you, what kind of perception do you want them to have of you? So if you got like this ugly photo or something like that, or, you know, people like to do kids, dogs, things like that. Hey, whatever floats your boat, just make sure it ties into your business and it makes sense. Uh, There's so many car salesmen that are out there, the talking heads that are on TV that I I can barely distinguish any of these folks apart from one another. And one of the things that they started doing too is some of them started doing like, you know, like a a male-female combo on TV too, uh, where they, they do these TV commercials and now it's almost like they're news anchors and then everybody else follows suit. So, Sometimes you gotta you gotta set yourself apart from the you know the crowd there as well, and not fall into that trap where you just bleed in and you're not recognizable. So I understand that. I know some other people have family businesses, so you know if you've been in a, a business for three four generations and you want to show your grandkids, that probably makes sense. But I've seen some things too where you know somebody shows a dog. And I have no idea what the dog has anything to do with the product that they're selling. You know, maybe they're selling windows. Uh, Now, if you're selling carpets or you're selling carpet cleaning and you show a puppy, it just so happens to be your puppy, which makes it probably easier to get a photo of it, right? You see where I'm getting. The perception is then, oh, well, I have to clean up after that puppy. So you're going to end up, you know, you may make that link there. And I know that people love cats. People love dogs, especially social media. It makes things memorable. So... These are just some, you know, little tweaks there. Obviously, if you have other photos, you you go on Instagram and it's just like a huge grid of a bunch of thumbnails of photos, right? So, if you're if you're doing let's say baked goods, for example, uh, make sure there isn't a hair or something that could be con- conceived as a hair, which has actually happened in my experience in the past where it looks like with food product anyway. And it wasn't, it was, um, uh, you know, like one of the things they hang on, like the cheese or whatever, you know what I mean? And it's just, but it's what, it's what the perception is. It it will look bad. It'll make you look bad. It'll turn people off and, you know, negative, I've said this before, like there's infinitely more negative reviews than positive reviews. Well, a negative impression will always leave more of a lasting impression maybe than a positive one, unless it's an overwhelming, wowing, positive one. That's what you want to strive for, right? But we need to start somewhere small. So that's why you got to be good in order to achieve the greatness. Uh, I'm trying to think here, like some other ones that are some really wacky things that I see out there. We were talking websites. We're talking social media. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a big one too. Uh, You know, with both of these, you know, you have to type. You have to write things out, right? Uh, Well, at least type them out. And that may, you may mean, might need to be a wordsmith. Blah, I couldn't say it. I couldn't say it. I'm not quite the wordsmith myself right now. But you got to be, you know, at least have some like concept of grammar. And it's not too hard. Use one of these word processing programs. Use Microsoft Word. Use whatever Google has online. Word's online now too. So is Pages. If you have a, a Apple device, most of those apps are coming, you know, included with anything that they sell. And they have built in spell check. If you're not sure, you could always type the word into Google too, and it'll tell you if it's right or wrong. And do the spelling or grammar checks, and make sure like you don't have all kind of goofy uh, capitalization or punctuation issues or anything like that. Because if you're if you're spitting things out there and you don't sound like you're an educated or intelligent person, uh, that is going to reflect badly upon your business, badly on those social media posts. You think just a bad photo can do you in, uh, and make sure you're using the right words. Make sure 
sure you stay away from certain buzzwords and things that could be misconstrued or taken as you know something completely different because then you're going to get the wrong type of attention. And I know that any press should be good press, but there's sometimes there's even negative press that you can't quite recover from. So uh, those are some quick tips that I have for you. And of course, you know, uh, go out there if there's if you don't have Facebook pages, at least make sure or if you do make sure your your addresses are on them for your if you have a business front, if you have a physical office or location that you you know you have your business housed out of, uh, make sure maybe you even have your hours up to date. Nothing more will frustrate people if they can't contact you via a phone number. Find out that you know they show up if uh, six o'clock. Find out you were closed at five and things of that type of nature. Uh, those are all things in the digital age now that you know you have to be aware of. And I think like the big one, of course, is you know uh, Google Maps is huge for that. Facebook also has some map stuff built into it. I'm sure I'm drawing a blank here somewhere, but I know you. It's it's not never going to be possible to cover all the bases, but at least if you have it in the more popular places where people look, that will help give you a better perception when someone thinks that perception is reality. Once again, my name is Joe. All the ways to follow me and the program are about to follow right after this, but I always, uh, you know, I'm always thankful of my listeners for thanks. So thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And as always, I encourage everyone out there to be safe, be good, and I'll catch you later. Hi folks, this is Joe Kuzma. (laughs) No, don't worry, you're not hearing things twice. I'm just here to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening to today's show and being a follower and subscriber of the Discontent Podcast. And I want to remind you that if you're interested in more information about all the various things it is that I do, whether it be about this show, content marketing, or you want to ask a question, you may visit me at joekuzma.com. That's J-O-E-K-U-Z-M-A.com. Or you can follow me as well on Facebook. Make sure you get the page and not the personal profile. Sorry, it's only for friends and family. Also on Twitter at Joe underscore Kuzma, LinkedIn or Instagram. Also, don't forget, if you haven't already, subscribe, whether that be on iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast provider so you don't miss out on any of the great episodes that we have. Once again, thank you again for your support. And I look forward, as always, to speaking and interacting with each of you again soon.